Hello and welcome to BYOB, the Bring Your Own Brain podcast with Tony Calloway, where we talk about everything and no subject is left unturned, untouched, and unnoticed. We will cover and talk about everything, as I like to think there are elements of me that represent everybody. What you hear, do your own research too. Fact check us and then apply accordingly. This means no one is ever completely right. And when you bring your own brain, you are in the best possible position to think for yourself. We're on five days a week, wherever you find your podcast. And you can reach us via our Facebook page. So please leave a comment, a review, a critique, and a shout out. And if by chance there are topics you'd like to have discussed or questions you want referenced on a particular show, drop us an email to WKIR100 at gmail.com. That's WKIR100 for We Keep It Real and 100 at gmail.com. I'm excited. I have uh, on today, and this is the day where we will devote it to, or the episode where we will devote it to uh, relationships and all types of relationships, but specifically relationships involving couples. I don't think it's talked about enough. And if it is talked about, I don't think it's talked about enough in a context that it's relevant or has relativity to a lot of people. Certain dynamics of relationships and relationship advice that's given doesn't relate to everybody. I try to keep it down to earth and uh, as the email says, keep it real in 100. And so what I'm so very, very excited about today is I've got probably the greatest asset I could bring to the table in terms of discussing the approaches to relationships, the balance of them, the dynamics, the moving parts of it all. And that is my amazingly outstanding and awesome wife, Catherine Calloway. I'm here. She's here. (laughs) So buckle up. This is going to be a good one. Uh, And like I said, whenever she's on, she says she's a guest. I say she's a regular. So we've agreed she's a regular guest. So every time we're going to be on talking relationships, I'm going to have her on. And I call her the executive producer. So um, I'm just glad to have her on with us today. As we were preparing or having a a quick discussion about what we wanted to present and, and dialogue and do so with the hope of helping people who are either in relationships, want to be in relationships, uh, who were in relationships, got out, don't want to get back in, want to give you some hope, some advice, uh, some things really to consider. And Catherine said a very interesting thing to me. She said, let's talk about the respect angle in relationships um, from both a male and a female side. I personally think that's a great topic to discuss I had originally said dating, but dating is that we'll save that one. Uh, we'll get to dating because that's to me an ongoing one that you can be engaged in because Catherine, I don't know about you, but I've discovered a lot of people simply don't know how to date. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to 
they don't have the, the same objectives in mind. They don't know what they're looking for when they're dating. And if you don't know what you're looking for, how can you date effectively? I feel the same way about respect. I think in elements of relationship, respect means different things to different people. And I think in the case of couples, it could mean one thing to a man and one thing to a woman. So since you are a woman, mm-hmm. a beautiful woman, I might add, tell me from a woman's perspective what you believe respect in a relationship means. Well, it can mean several different important things. Um, a woman uh, needs respect of her mind. We are intelligent. We are not subservient humans. <laughs> <laughs> we are um, very intelligent and um, we are worthy to be heard. Um, our bodies need to be respected. Um, if you are of any type of religious background, um, you know, that's important. You know, we were created uh, by a God um, and our bodies are insanely um just elegant and beautifully made and you know we need to respect creation and we need to be respected um so um i don't know about you but we've encountered lots of different relationships where there's abuse going on and Mm. there's a lot of disrespect uh happening and um uh you know even wives are now reporting being raped within their marriage. I just, I can't even comprehend that. Wow. So, um, you know, there's just so much uh, to be respected. Um, We are worthy of all the respect that men get. And so um, you have to have um, common agreement on things like that um, before you even enter into a relationship or marriage. Wow, you said a couple of things I want to I want to jump on because they they kind of hit me, and I'm gonna do them in reverse order. I want to start with the second thing you said that um, st- uh, stood out. You you referenced um, common ground. Mm-hmm. What do you think that? How do you get to common ground in relationships? Well, when you're in the dating stage, that's the getting to know stage. Um, You have to know if you're compatible. Your beliefs are compatible, the way you think, the way you live, your culture. Um, You know, it's fine to be of different race. You and I are. um, are, We come Mm -hmm. from very different backgrounds culturally. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have found a way to merge those things and... um, uh, make compromises along the way. I mean, ours wasn't too much different, but um, I think it's important that uh, you're still compatible in some ways. You have like-mindedness in how you're going to live and how you're going to um, conduct your lives together. Again, it's that's when you're dating, that's important to um, take that time and get to know a person inside and out. Okay. So we are going to, you, you brought it up, so I'm going to go there. Dating. <laughs> we, we, I just want to touch on this for a second. Is this one of the elements that you believe we should, when I say we, I'm saying globally, not just you and I, but we should always examine 
in that quote, getting to know you process, end quote. And, you know, because we, I think, by and large, society has said, okay, does she look good? You know, does he make enough money? And that's kind of where we are. How does he look in a suit? What kind of car does he drive? What kind of house does he have? And then we kind of stop right there. You said something interesting. How we think about things, how we have been raised. You and I have had those discussions. How all of these factors determine a person's definition of respect. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't have a true definition of respect, or let me rephrase that, they may have a definition of respect, but that definition is driven by how they've been raised Mm -hmm. and the environment that they've been exposed to. How does that... How do you navigate that in the dating aspect? And then how is it a fluid environment even once you get married? Does, does respect get redefined throughout the, the longevity of the marriage or the dating or the relationship? How does that work? Well, I think it's a, first off, dating and getting to know is a very important step that you cannot just skip ahead to. You can't skip over it. If you do, you're headed for a disaster. Your marriage, if your goal is just to get married and any old person will do, you're headed for a disaster. Mm. Uh, Guaranteed. Um, It's very rare that um, that even ever works. So um, I really think that we're always evolving. So when you're in a relationship and um, you're getting to, even when you move in together, you get married, you get a house or apartment, whatever, and you're living together, it always seems like the lines of respect and compromise are ever changing and evolving as you cohabitate. Mm. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so as you get to know the other person's habits, uh, some that you don't mind, some that you mind. Mm-hmm. But you got to ask yourself, is this worth, uh, you know, uh, making a stink over? <laughs> or, <laughs> or can you uh, just look over it and, and shrug it off? Um, do you love and respect that person enough to do so? Right. Um, if not, you still need to respect that person's... Um, uh, habits uh, and respect them as a human being and approach them um, about the issue with the utmost respect. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that's big because an undercurrent theme that I'm hearing in that whole respect piece is the fact that in the relationship you evolve. Mm-hmm. You're not the same person you were when the relationship started as compared to the person you are 18 months in. Yeah, that's, I believe that. Or or 36 months in or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think if that were the case, it's going to be a problem because you'll have um, different rates of growth Mm -hmm. where you have one person growing and one person not growing at all. Mm -hmm. That could be dangerous and detrimental to a relationship. Getting back to what you originally said, the other point I wanted to get to, you said women are being raped mm-hmm. in the marriage. Yep. Do you think men are getting away with a sense of entitlement 
I think in relationships. I think some men definitely feel like they are entitled to their wives' bodies, whether they want to give it willingly or not. I'm not all men. I'm not ever going to say that. Um, But there are cases of men that will just apparently just take it against um, their wives' wishes, um, whether it she be sleeping, (laughs) Mm -hmm. whether she has verbally said no, um, I'm not feeling well, or whatever the case. Um, He does not have a um, right to just take it. And that's a huge, huge form of disrespect and violation. You think that wife will ever want to just do it again freely? She's got that in the back of her head. Always. Because it's a reoccurring thing that's going to be in the back of her mind. Oh, yeah. And it's always going to be there. Because when you, when you, two things occurred to me when you said that. One was more mainstream. You and I love the series Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And the secretary, I cannot, her real name is Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. I can't think of her name in the show. She was in a in an episode where this man she married mm-hmm. raped her in the office mm-hmm. in the building she worked in, mm-hmm. and in, and and that I, I when I watched it I I liked the show but that bothered me mm-hmm. because I'm thinking okay why would they put that there unless it's something that is potentially an issue in societal terms. Well, I think even more so, even back then, women were not encouraged to speak up or say anything. I mean, she did not, nobody knew about that. She basically walked out of there and just put her head up high and and, uh, put that in the recesses of her mind. And if I recall, it never came up in the show again. Right. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Right. This is the 1950s? Yep. So this is very much a, uh, a generation or a decade of uh, very submissive housewives. And, and these, in her particular role, she was in a, a secretarial supportive role to these men. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they ever support yeah. in ways that <laughs> wouldn't fly today. No, they wouldn't fly today. And it's funny because you look at that time period. I'm a numbers guy. You know that. Uh, a lot of people that know me know that. The 1950s, that was just 65, 66 years ago. That wasn't too long. You know, 1955, which is a year of historical significance for me personally, because that was the year of Emmett Till. That was the year mm-hmm. of Rosa Parks. That was the year of the Montgomery bus boycott. That was the year of uh, Reverend George Lee in Mississippi being killed. So 1955, that was just 66 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we talk so much about the civil rights movement. I don't think we talk enough about uh, equal rights Mm -hmm. in terms of where women have been Mm -hmm. and where they are now and where they still have to go in terms of respect. We're back to that. I don't think there's an equality yet in terms of respect. Not to get political, but we see the disrespect in Texas. Mm. Mm-hmm. How the body of a woman is marginalized 
and politicized, that to me is disrespectful. Right. I, I'm convinced that that carries over into relationships. And I, the other thing that, that I, and I had to look it up while you were talking, the Ohio Department, uh, the United States Department of Justice, the Office of Justice Programs did a thing on rape in marriage. And it just, I just, I haven't read it all because I just got curious and went there while you were talking. And one thing that jumped out, it says one fifth of the respondents were still married to the husbands who raped them. So in other words, they got raped by the husband and stayed married to them. To me, that's the equivalent of it happened to you, but you don't ever report it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then the other one, the average age of the victims at the time of the first rape, meaning there were more, mm -hmm. was 25 and a half years old. Mm -hmm. So these are young women who are still, in my opinion, in that developmental stage of understanding who they are, what they are, what things like respect mean mm -hmm. versus what it has been presented to them in terms of definition. They're still juggling that. That is, to me, very alarming because if you are struggling with self-respect, because that's what this is, then when you get into a relationship where you have to give respect to someone else, you're going to struggle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's going to be even worse it, after that. It's going to be a problem after that. So I find that just incredibly uh, profound and alarming at the same time. And then who do they go to? I think that's a shameful um, thing for a woman to carry. It's like, how do you navigate that? How do you process what you know what had just happened like you know my oh my god my husband just raped me how do I deal with this who do I talk to oh my gosh I can't tell anybody this this is this just doesn't happen this you know you can easily think it's just your house and I think also again looking at it in a bigger picture context it's societal <clears throat> because Society has said for the longest that men are the boss, mm -hmm. that what he wants, he gets. What he says goes. I, I was reading this, too, just as you were saying that, and now i got to find it. Uh, it was found that many men, listen to this, many men believe their wives do not have the right to refuse the sexual advances of the husband. And they persist in having sexual intercourse wow. with their wives, even when they know it's unwanted. They're, they are actually depositing a seed of hate. Because that's and a... Contempt. They're perpetuating that. Yes. They're, 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 they're shifting the dynamic of how a woman should feel about a man in general right. based on how she's treated by that one singular man. Listen, a woman can be in pain. She could have female re reproductive organ issues and not even know it, but she's feeling discomfort, you know, and she may have, you know, said, I, I've, I've got some issues going on. Please don't, not now. Well, you know, that, and... I don't know. There's just always, there's so many different scenarios um, where he could be really um, doing some damage. Wow. And, and you're absolutely right. 
And that, that just, it's alarming to know that something like this is as persistently damaging as it, as it is and how so many women are being affected and how they're passing it down to their daughters mm -hmm. or how the behavior of the man is being witnessed by a son. Right, you're teaching you're, the next one. You're, you're, you know, we talk about you know these, these physical areas or or medical areas of heredity. You know, mm -hmm. your 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 mom had diabetes, your grandmother had diabetes, and that trickles down it's generational. So you got diabetes. More common in in other uh, things like sickle cell anemia. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a, a her a genetic trait that's passed on. We pass on behavioral things yep. and, and in a lot of cases don't realize that we do. And as a result, we are struggling with how to define it for a generation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, we're doing uh, the generations behind us a disservice because we have stepped into areas where we don't know what respect means. Yeah. And we don't know how to and if we don't know what it means, we don't know how to give it. We don't know how to define it within ourselves. And I think that's a huge, huge problem. Right. So be, before we get to our first break, when I say respect to you, let's play the word game. I'll say respect. What's the first word pops into your head? Cherished. Cherished. Wow. Why cherished? Because I think that if you absolutely cherish somebody, you know, faults and all everything great about them and everything that's not so great about them you will ultimately respect them the things that they have to say the the goals that they are trying to achieve their thoughts their their um, mannerisms you'll cherish them if you respect them you'll cherish them and vice versa because i hear cherish we're coming up on a break but i hear cherish and I hear the word value mm -hmm. because something that you value, you cherish, you cherish, you treasure, you treasure it. it. Mm -hmm. You, it's important to you. Right. You and take I, care of the things that are important and that you cherish. You will take care. You will nurture them and take care of them. Wow. That, that's interesting. When we come back from the break, I want to talk about, and it's a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about the nature of self-respect and how important that is in a relationship. Mm -hmm. BYOB, the Bring Your Own Brain podcast is brought to you by the Nation of Christ Life Center, where yours truly is the founder and pastor. And while we are not having in-person Sunday service, we are indeed having life study every Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Lakeview Park unless otherwise noted, here in the bustling metropolis known as Port Clinton, Ohio, where we worship on the lake. I encourage anyone that's in the immediate area of the zip code 43452, anywhere in the Ottawa County area, if you're looking for a place to come out and hang and just talk some life principles, have good fellowship, have good fun, laugh a little bit, think even more, you're more than welcome to join us at the Nation of Christ Life Center every Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Lakeview Park, unless otherwise noted, again, in the bustling metropolis known as Port Clinton, Ohio. We are back. 
BYOB, the Bring Your Own Brain podcast with Tony Calloway. We're talking about relationships, and I've got my my better blessed half, my wife, Catherine Patricia Calloway. Yep. She's hanging out with me, and uh, she's going to be a regularly a regularly scheduled guest. I don't like to say guest because she's going to be here. Um, but we're talking about respecting relationships. Um, and I already like kind of where we've gone with this. It was, this is one of the two or three episodes that we do that I don't have any notes on. So we're just freestyling it and having a discussion. Um, but I want to get to something you said right before the first break. When I said the word respect, your response word was cherish. And to me, we both almost said at the same time, cherish is indicative of value. But I want to, I want to internalize it just a bit. I feel, and please tell me if I'm wrong, I feel the best way to give respect is to know that you have a definition of it within yourself first and foremost. Yep, that's where it has to start. It has to start there. And the reason why I think many people struggle in being able to give respect and recognize respect when they see it is because they don't have a true definition of their own. One of the things that you and I determined early in our relationship before we even got married, we have to bring our own happiness to the table. Mm -hmm. To me, Self-happiness, self-respect, self-esteem, self-awareness, anything that's got self in front of it, 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 it's something you bring to the table. I don't feel having you define it for me and or vice versa is healthy. Right. I don't think it's healthy for any relationship. Why do you feel, well, let me ask you this. Do you feel that self-respect is more of a struggle with Men than it is with women or vice versa? Who struggles with it more, men or women? Oh, um, wow. I can't factually say either way. Um, I Just your opinion. I, I, I would tend to say women do. Um, and... I, I, just because I'm a female, I have more of an insight, but... Um, a lot of times us females are lacking um, a male figure, a father figure. Mm. Um, and I know boys are too. That's, that's, I'm not saying one over the other. Um, but it makes a huge, huge dent in our um, relationship with men and relationship with ourselves. Mm. Um, just because, um, you know, you need, uh, you need both mother and father instilling, um, your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Um, you need them giving you, um, seeds of confidence. Um, when you are lacking one half of that equation, you are going to have a deficit going into relationships later on. Mm. You will have a deficit. You will have a deficit in your self-esteem and you will have a skewed um, way of relating to men. Um, 
uh, we are constantly um, labeled as having daddy issues. Um, that's a clingy woman. That's one that's trying to, you know, have a lot of control over um, what you're doing and who you're talking to and everything else because we've experienced abandonment and rejection from fathers. Wow. And or different men in uh, the journey uh, of life up until that point. So, um, but yes, uh, our self-esteem is is uh, very important, and it starts with um, your parents. Mm. In my uh, estimation, it starts with your parents, and it starts with your parents um, uh, giving you confidence and telling you that you are more than capable, you are smart, you are beautiful. You know, these, these things a child needs to hear. They need to start saying, yes, my parents who love me uh, think I'm this, so I must be this. So you have um, this thought pattern development going on mm-hmm. that starts very, very early. Um, and some kids just don't get that. Some females just don't get that and you have mother issues and mothers that are jealous of their daughters um mothers who never wanted children never wanted that so that they they get neglected emotionally and there are severe consequences for that wow so that is big and you bring up such good points i think from a society standpoint Generally, it is perceived that women struggle with that more than men. But I want to give a flip side to that, being a man. Mm -hmm. I really think men, I think more men struggle with it than they let on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think society, I, I I was pastoring in Columbus, and I think I've told you this story. I was pastoring in Columbus. This was in 2009, I believe it was, Uh, 2009, yeah, 2009, and I was teaching the men, and and in, in the teaching, I brought up the fact, I said, all men struggle with insecurity at one time or another. Catherine, I thought I was gonna get I, I thought I was on stage at the Apollo and I was getting booed <laughs> at that moment because those guys looked at me and they looked at me in such a way that, okay, you're suggesting, and this is the look they gave me, you're suggesting that we struggle with something that women deal with. Mm. For some reason, society, especially then, and I think still to some degree now, society says, that women are insecure, men are not supposed to be. That women are, and, and, and get this, the insecurity defines their need to have a man so that they can be secure. Right. And I had to stop them as they were looking at me, and I, I felt like David, when they lost the battle to the Amalekites and David's people wanted to stone David, he had to encourage himself. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. I had to stop him. I said, okay, guys, you're looking at me with this, venom in your eyes, I need to help you understand where I'm coming from. The word insecure simply means you are lacking in confidence at a particular moment. Right. And not only did the light bulbs come on, they exploded. 
And it just showed me where society had taken them. The improper application of that word and that premise. So I think more men, because this idea that I'm a man, I have to be strong, I have to be this, I have to be that, everybody's looking at me and I can't talk to another man. When I'm having a, a moment where my confidence isn't what it is, so they pretend. Mm -hmm. And I said this on another episode on, on a topic related to mental health and the balance of it. You can pretend to be well so long, you forget you are jacked up. <laughs> right. You are pretending and wearing that mask and that facade for so long, you don't realize, I got some issues. No. So I think men, for, for reasons I'm not fully aware of, struggle in areas of respect because it has been misdefined for them. Mm -hmm. And when they come to the realization that the definition is wrong, out of a fear of being seen as weak or uneducated or less than a man, God forbid, they still act as though they know the answer. Yeah. And then what happens, that man that I just described gets with a woman that you just described. Ugh, toxic. That's toxic. Yeah. It's a train wreck. There's going to be, they're going to be fighting all the time. Well, it's the perfect setup for abuse to happen either way. She abused him, he abused yeah. her, they abuse oh, yeah. each other. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're always, let me see your phone. What you going to see my phone for? Let me see your phone. Who are you talking to? It's three in the afternoon. Who are you texting? It's three in the afternoon. You get off at work at six. It's 6.05. How come you ain't home yet? It's 6.05, boo. <laughs> I'm not home yet. I'm in the car. Yeah. Video chat me so I can see. You got all that that's, going on. That's too much. That's too much. Doing too much. You got to let people live their lives. You know, a marriage or a relationship, you're just sharing your life with a person. You're not there to control them or make, you know, have to know every move they're making. You're sharing your life. Mm-hmm. You're sharing, and within that share, you're respecting. Um, There's that word again. You know, if you're dealing with that kind of insecurity and control issues, go get some help. Because you're cherishing, and, and I'm getting back to the, the word you used. When I said, we're going to play the word game, give me the one word you said cherish. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Because you're cherishing the idea that this person is a part of your life. They are a part of your life. They share, you're sharing their life and they're sharing yours. Share, and I mean every element of it. Mm -hmm. Sharing happiness, sharing tragedy, yeah. sharing trauma, sharing healing, sharing, you know what? I'm having a moment where I don't feel as good about myself as I want to. Or as much as you tell me I'm good, I ain't feeling that right now. Mm -hmm. I share this with you. Yeah. You can't, so many couples pick and choose. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's struggling. I don't want to share that with him right now. No, I need him to be on his game. Mm -hmm. And if he's struggling, I don't want a part of that because that might rub off on me. Too late, boo. We married. It's already rubbed off. You're in this. Mm -hmm. And again, it comes back to understanding, I think, for me, what... So many people don't know respect to mean. 
They, they have a flawed interpretation of it. So they're in these relationships and they are dysfunctional in them because the, 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 the core, uh, the etymology of the word dysfunction means you are not functioning properly. Right. You're functioning, but you're not functioning to the peak of the efficiency to which you were designed. You're in out of order. You're out of <laughs> order. I love that. That's, that's what it is. You're out of order. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're not working. It just means you're not working to the specifications of your design. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people are doing. Mm-hmm. And then this pride factor. Help me understand this, again, from your perspective. Where does... Because, again, pride... I'm going to say this, has been attributed more to men than to women. Because men have a pride about themselves. I'm a proud man. Mm-hmm. You don't ever be, she's a proud woman. They'll say virtuous. That's a, that's a church Or a strong thing. woman. Or a strong woman. Yeah, that's a good one. She's a strong woman. He's a proud man. Yeah. Well, you can be a proud woman and I'll be a strong man. I, I think it's, there are interchangeable aspects of it. But help me understand from your perspective, from your history, you know, unfortunately, you and I have not been married all of our lives. <laughs> we have not been like together. <laughs> oh, to each other, I meant. Oh, okay. uh, come on. <laughs> we have not been married to each other all of our lives. So right. prior to our relationship, how did the pride of a man affect or even if it did affect your ability to develop and maintain self-respect hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a hard one um, did did it factor in did did it, what was there a scenario or a situation where okay he's got too much pride because too much pride can engulf a room it can engulf a yeah. relationship yeah oh yeah it could swallow you up and you don't have room to maneuver right too much pride can result in controlling tendencies mm. um, in the same way uh, or as compared to a female who's trying to control out of insecurity. Wow, it's good good analogy. I, I think, and again, it's to me uh, another analogy for me is if if he's if we're sleeping in the bed and I need two thirds of the bed <laughs> and won't move. <laughs> that, that that part, that last part, to me is the bigger piece. Yeah. Won't move. Not can't move. Won't move. Ah, uh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Willingly. Willing, yeah. Can't Defiantly. Move. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Can't move is different. Can't move means there's reasons why you can't. But don't move? Yeah. You made a choice. Yeah, and I'll make a choice to go sleep somewhere else where I'm comfortable. So, there's a... Uh, <laughs> But, Consequence but, to everything. But how many women make that choice? I don't know. I mean, just, <laughs> just think about it. And, and do they have they engulfed themselves so much into what they think the marriage or the relationship yeah. means to where they are afraid to get out of that bed? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. 
because okay, they'll literally stay on their one third of the bed. Yeah, they don't want to rock the boat. Bingo. They don't want to rock the boat. And then the husband, the first time, let's let's say it's you and me. This is not us, but let's hypothetically do this. Mm-hmm. I've taken my two thirds of the bed. You got your one third. You're not comfortable. Mm-mm. The first time you accept your discomfort and stay makes me that much more reluctant to ever move. Because in my mind, and you'll bring it up after a week of being uncomfortable, Tony, can you move over? You know what I'm going to do as a man? I've been sleeping like this all week. Hmm. And you just now saying something? And then I'll say something stupid like, what really is the problem? Because you ain't said nothing all week. So why won't we move now? Women, I th- and it's been my experience from counseling, from observation, they lose themselves in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Because of a poor definition of such. We're going to have episodes where we're going to talk about this. They have a poor definition of what the relationship is, what it should mean, and it's no longer about their individuality that they bring to the relationship. It's all about the relationship. Yeah. They literally lose themselves. And then when that relationship ends, they are lost. It's a cataclysmic drop off a cliff. I've been there. Been there. Yeah. It's it's a tough it's, it's a tough navigation because you, you feel like you have, you're reaching for something to grab onto that defines your life and nothing's there. Mm-hmm. And for me, again, it starts with that foundation of respect. Mm-hmm. And respect can't be defined once you get in something. Right. Yeah. Uh, give an example. Um, I ran track in high school. And we practiced, and, and, you know, after a certain point of the season, we're coming up on a, our second break, but at, we got to a certain point of the season, the, the track coach, Mr. Coach was his name, KLCH, and he would determine who ran the relay based on times in practice. Mm-hmm. So once he put us in position, I ran the anchor of what was called then the sprint medley relay, mm-hmm. which was uh, – a hundred meters, hundred meters, a four hundred meter, and then a two hundred meter anchor. I ran a two hundred meter anchor. I was the fastest two hundred meter runner on the team. He's not going to say, "Okay, Tony, you're going to run the anchor." Okay, cool. Now that I'm running the anchor, okay, coach, what am I supposed to do? That's not how that works. He is. He needs you to be. Listen. The definition of of such has already been established. Mm-hmm. You don't get married to find out you're in love. <laughs> right. You don't get in a relationship to see, okay, I'm going I'm to get in this relationship and see mm-hmm. if it's going to work. Who does that? A lot of people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <We> go- <laughs> That's why the divorce rate is so high. We're going to talk about that when we come back from this sponsor break real quick. BYOB, the Bring Your Own Brain podcast is brought to you in part by Clean Design LLC. I'm reading this live, but I'm going to say this. I've got the boss of Clean Design LLC sitting right next to me. She is Catherine Patricia Calloway. And listen, there are a residential cleaning company serving the greater Ottawa County area of Ohio. She 
cleans it to your design. And Clean Design also provides off-season home management for those that are looking to get away from the harsh North Coast winters and want to feel safe about their homes in the process. You can find them on Facebook. I encourage you to look up Clean Design LLC where they clean it to your design. We're back. BYOB, the Bring Your Own Brain podcast with Tony Calloway. We're talking about relationships. I got my wonderful, outstanding wife, Catherine Calloway, here with me. And in this last segment, in this last little bit of time that we have, I really want to get to uh, understanding this dynamic of people and how they get into these elements of losing themselves because for me, it all comes back, and you tell me if I'm wrong or you disagree or have an alternative opinion, it all, for me, goes back to a failed definition of themselves to begin with. Yep. You can't respect what you don't know. You can't give respect when you don't know how to give it or what it is to give. How does, and, and, and I'm assuming you've had this as a part of the journey of your life, how did you get to a place where you were able to not only define it for yourself, but redefine it and evolve in it and grow? Well, uh, it came a time where I was um, by myself and um, I had to learn how to do things on my own. I didn't have anybody to rely on. Um, if I didn't know how to do something, I had to look it up. I had to... YouTube became your best friend. YouTube became my best friend. Um, you know, when my son went to prom, we rented his tux. I had no idea how to put on the tux buttons on his shirt. I'm oh, like, what wow. are these? What are, how does this go? So, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm, I don't want to embarrass my son and not, you know, not go, uh, the oh, button uh, covers, you know, the button, the button covers, right, right. um, and not say, well, the old me would have been, well, like, okay, I don't know what these are. Let's just put those to the side, <laughs> you know, act like they don't exist. <laughs> that sounds like so many DIY people all over America. What are these extra screws for? I don't know. Let's put them over here and we'll save them. And that was me. <laughs> and I thought, I can't have him walking out the door incomplete mm. and, and mm. Uh, different from the other boys' tuxes. I got to figure this out. And I had to be... Um, you know, he didn't have a father in his life. His father had passed away. Mm. So I had to figure it out. And I had to get on YouTube and, and figure it out and then come back and say, oh, okay, these are what these are for. This is how you do it. And um, I, I never let on that I didn't know how to do it with wow. him. So, um, so they never knew. They never caught on. And he never did, no. Um, so, you know, it's, it's things like that. It's things like um, having to change the cabin filter in the car, having to do these things I normally had a man um, around to take care of. Um, so within those things, and um, they're daily, daily, um, taking care of a home, taking care of a yard, cars, on my own, I began to create my own self-esteem. Mm. I valued um, cherished. I cherished and valued what I could do. 
by myself. I was proving it to myself. Um, I never felt smart enough or capable enough. Um, Mm. I always felt like I had to have a man to help me. Wow. Um, So, you know, after years and years and years of figuring it out on my own, um, you know, going to bed by myself, I figured out that I liked my own company. Hmm. I figured out what shows on TV I liked. I wasn't watching somebody else's preferred uh, viewing. Um, Hmm. But I figured out what Catherine liked and how Catherine wanted to spend her time. Hmm. Um, So, you know, that became such um, an important time for me. Mm-hmm. So by the time um, I decided to start dating, I had a sense of um, my own worth in in some aspects. I had a lot of way, a, a lot of um, more things to go, but I was getting there. Wow! So in that process, how have you grown? Wow. Um, You know, uh, I wasn't really a person who thought I wanted to get remarried just because I had this newfound self-esteem. So you you got that newfound self-esteem and thought, I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. Yes. (laughs) Hey, we can go out to dinner every now and again. Let's go see a movie. (laughs) But drop me off at my house because I enjoy my bed and my TV and my dog. (laughs) That's all I need. I want to, it's my remote. I'm going to watch That's what I right. want to watch. I'm, I mean, I got really possessive about it. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> it's very hard to wow. let go of that. And, you know, once we did decide to get married and, and you know, do all the things that married couples do, I found that I had a happiness within myself that I could... Um, uh, share with you mm-hmm. and you did not have to provide it for me. That's, I did not look oh, to man. you for that happiness. That's huge. So when you decide to go out with your friends and, and go out to eat and do things, I'm fine. I, I, you know me, I'll be here watching Law and Order 20 episodes of it <laughs> and happy as can be. Well, I got to get some friends to go out with first, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But, you know, whenever you do go out without me, I'm fine. I don't give you static about it. Um, if you, I'm always like, have fun. You know, stay as long as you want. You're a grown man. I want you to be happy as I am happy. Um, so that's respecting your individual um, self and your need to have other relationships outside of me. I'm not threatened by that. I I encourage it. Because when you come back to me, you're coming back fulfilled and happy. Right. And that's what I want for you, for us. Right. And so I don't want to put restraints and conditions and things like that on it. I think it's important... Um, and, and this has been my my thing in being a pastor and being involved in, in, in the varying things that I'm involved with, that you have to have a sense of self in anything that you do. I think too often, whether it's marriage, 
a job, a church, a business, you can lose yourself to that. Mm -hmm. And then when you subsequently aren't doing that anymore, you have no idea who you are. It's why people who retire from jobs that they've worked at forever, when they retire, which, oh, by the way, I, they, they'll say, I can't wait to retire. They retire, they don't know what to do. Because the entirety of their life has been about the job. They've been married for 30 years. And now all the kids are grown. They're out of the house. They're empty nest. And they, they're looking at each other like, who are you? <laughs> they don't have any sense of individuality within themselves. And get this, the people that do have it or come to that place... They're fearful to embrace it because they feel it takes them away from the sanctity, quote unquote, of marriage. Right. We have been taught, I'm going I'm to I'm go religious for a second. Mm -hmm. We have been taught religiously the scripture, for this cause shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. I'm all for that. I'm all for the sanctity of marriage. I am. But I'm not for the idea of losing yourself to a spouse. Mm -hmm. Because if a spouse really wants you happy, she wants you to have some sense of self-respect right. that you can navigate and manage that's independent of her and the marriage itself. Mm -hmm. Because you have to be well outside of that construct. You're not going to be together 24-7. You're not going to want to do things together all the time. I play video games. A lot of people don't know that, but I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm not an extreme gamer, but I'm a gamer. I, I've got a couple of games. I will turn that console on and I'm gone. I'm not sitting there going, hey, cat, come play with me. <laughs> not happening. Nope. Not happening. I know better. That's because not my thing. That's not your thing. That's not my thing. You don't feel threatened because I'm devoting time to that. No. If anything, you're saying, look, if that's going to make you better, Tony, mm -hmm. which will in turn make you a better husband, knock yourself out. Yeah. Do you. And I think so many people lose that. So for me, as we come to the end of this particular episode, I think for me, so many people with the ability to respect a potential or prospective spouse or just somebody they're dating. Look, I only have problems with people that, that look in the mirror and then look at the person they're with and say, you know what? I don't think I want to get married. I'm good. I'm straight. We can be together. But when it's time, yo, yeah. You know what, Catherine? I will drop you off because I like my space. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Um, so I'm, I'm down for that as long as people have an understanding of who they are. There was a time in religious, uh, conjecture. I never would have said this, but I wholeheartedly believe that if you can stay true to who you are, Shakespeare said it to thine own self, be true. If you can stay true to who you are, and staying true means you don't get married, then don't get married. Mm -hmm. 
because too many people get married for the wrong reasons. And again, that's a whole nother episode, <laughs> a whole nother discussion. But too many people get married for the wrong reasons. And, and they wake up one morning, like I said, kids are out of the house. It's five years down the road, 10 years down the road, and it's 20 years down the road, your empty nest, and you realize you don't have anything to grow within mm -hmm. and the res and guess what when you thought you respected your companion now you're struggling to respect them because mm -hmm. you're respecting them because oh she's a great mother to our children well guess what the children are out the house now yeah so and it's not that she's not a mother anymore but the actual act of mothering has changed. Yeah, now you have time to sit and look at each other. What are you going to do and what are you going to say? Yeah, and then you're going to find out we don't have anything. Yeah, we, I'm not even sure I like you. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. Outside of being parents to children. Yeah, I don't even like, who are you? And then they'll say things like, I don't even think I know you anymore. <laughs> well, here's the, and then my smart mouth will say, I don't think you ever knew me at all. Because we come to that place. I hope that something that's been said today gets people to understand that you can't know a person and respect them without knowing yourself. Right. And so many people, and this is another episode that we can have this discussion in, so many people don't know themselves. You don't know what you like. You don't know what you don't like. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you want to do. You don't know what you can do. And it all starts from you don't know who you are. Yeah. And without knowing any of these things, you can't respect somebody in a relationship. You can't respect yourself in a relationship mm -hmm. because there's no parameters. There's no guidelines. There's nothing uh, there to, to build off of or grow within. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you, Catherine. Hey, thanks for having me. This is great. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, we will do this with you once a week. Is that cool? Mm -hmm. All right. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. This has been BYOB, the Bring Your Own Brain podcast with Tony Calloway. And you know what? I got ahead of myself. Every At the end of every episode, this one's no different. We do a what I call the Netflix pick of the week. And this week's Netflix pick is from a historical perspective, I wholeheartedly recommend Blood Brothers, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, which is from the book Blood Brothers, The Fatal Friendship Between Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X by Purdue Professor Randy Roberts and Georgia Tech's Johnny Smith. I listened to a podcast today, as a matter of fact, where uh, Johnny Smith was on and the director of the Netflix uh, documentary was on talking with uh, Bomani Jones on his podcast, The Right Time with Bomani Jones, and it was incredibly entertaining, uh, detailing the strength of one of the most charismatic athletes of our time and quite possibly the most polarizing civil rights leader of our time. This documentary details how their relationship was formed and strengthened, then fractured and destroyed by forces who couldn't truly understand either man. I encourage you to watch it. I guarantee you'll love it. This has been, as I said, BYOB, the Bring Your Own Brain podcast with Tony Calloway. We're on five days a week, wherever you find your podcast. 
You can reach us via our Facebook page. So leave a comment, a review, a critique, a shout out. And if by chance there are topics you'd like to have discussed or questions you want referenced, drop us, drop us an email at WKIR100 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.